Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. I am, I'm tempted just to not tell y'all anything. And, and let's just keep on worshiping. I don't know how many songs these guys know, but I'm, I'm sure that we could get through about another 40 minutes. Garrett, Ben, think, you know, think y'all could do it? Okay. I came up with a name because my brain never stops doing stupid things. Dos Flannel Boys. That's, that's y'all's new band name. Those flannel boys, yeah, yeah. That's that's those. That's that's how that's y'all's new band name. Yeah. How do you say flannel in Spanish? Como se dice flannel? Flannel. Okay. That's kind of what I figured. You know, is going to be close enough to English. But anyway, that's okay. Man, I'm glad that you're here this morning. Is there any feedback coming through the system? Anybody hear any? Okay. I thought I heard some. I'm glad that you're here this morning. This is our official new year. Some of you were able to be in Round Rock last week. Some of you won't, won't, <laughs> weren't. And it, yeah, that's okay. Um, a little bit of what I'm going to share with you this morning is a, a small repeat of some of the things that we talked about last week because I want everybody to hear what a great year 2022 was because 2022 was a great year for us as a church and just for us in general. And I know a lot of stuff happened in 2022. A lot of things personally happened in each of our lives that were train wrecks, absolutely train wrecks. And, and we will not deny any of those things, but it was still a good year. And so again, just want to take a minute before we get to our text, if you want to, if you want to go ahead and find it, I haven't said my line. If you have your Bible, and I hope that you do, I'm going to keep that for 2023. Go ahead and join me in 1 John chapter 4, and then just hang on to that. We'll, we will get to that text, but in just a couple of minutes, because again, just quickly, before we get to our word for 2023, I want to talk about um, what 2022 was. So just real quick, if you remember, because we're, this is what we're going to do again this year, our word for the year last year was commit. And as the year developed, we saw that even kind of for us as a group really morph into more of the idea of surrender, not just commit. Not just, not just say, okay, but to actually be all in and, and to give up everything of us for him. And our verse for the year, uh, Proverbs 16, 3, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. And we saw him do that in so many ways. I hope, I really do this morning even, that you can sit and think and tell the enemy to hush for just a minute. Because the first thing he wants to do is remind you of all the trash. So tell him to hush for just a minute. And think about all the things that God did in your life personally this last year. I mean, I can stand right here and look around the room and name a dozen without even thinking. Starting with just a, a couple of health issues. And some things that God did that were absolutely amazing. And medical technology is absolutely amazing. Uh, but there's so much that he's done. But for us as a church, 
and this is a little bit of a stretch to the year, but back to September 12, 2021 when we launched until the end of 2022. We'll count that as a year. God did some amazing stuff. The first thing that he did, and, and I did share this in Round Rock last week, and I, I just I want to share it with you as a group because I want you to understand how God works things out. We were meeting at the courtyard, and as the year started, we were about to be paying a lot of money. We were going to be paying $1,500 a week to use a room at the courtyard by Marriott. And along came this little catfish restaurant down Pecan Street that allowed us to meet. And we're here again this morning. And this is not our home. There, there will be a new place. Um, but for now, this is, this is home. And what God did, that provision, that saved us $70,000 last year as a church. I, I think that's just a hair significant. What, what God did for us. And by, by that alone, he has allowed us, he has allowed us to host five mission teams. To go out and actually knock on over 2,000 doors. And Garrett was with us last year. And, and just to say it so I don't forget it like I did in Round Rock last week, and I'm sorry, Garrett. Our first summer intern spent the whole summer with us. And, of course, he's back this morning, and we're glad, and he drug Ben along. But, you know, that was one of the things that God did and allowed to happen last year. And, and with Garrett's help and those five mission teams and some of you as well, over 2,000 homes we contacted. Not the no soliciting homes, but actually homes, knocked on doors. And this number may sound small to you, but I want you to really understand this is a big number. We had over 200 conversations on porches. That's 10%. I know in, in statistical things that doesn't sound like a lot, but in the day that we're in, people don't answer doors or they answer through a ring doorbell. We actually got to have face-to-face -face conversations with over 200 people and shared the gospel 48 times. I mean, to me, that's phenomenal. We shared the gospel 48 times on front porches. That's not including all the other contacts that we've all made with other people. That's just the ones in, in those things where we've done that specific work. Four salvations, two baptisms, now four, yeah, four Bible studies. I have to count. My brain's not working. Uh, but the men's Bible study that actually started in 2021 Still going, still going strong. Y'all come Wednesday night and meet with us. Chicks and Queso started. We've had a women's Bible study that started in the fall. Hopefully that's going to start soon again in the spring. Uh, at Dessau, where we've partnered at the school, we've had the opportunity to start a monthly Bible study on Friday mornings. We've had, Karen's had the opportunity to start a discipleship group with a little over 20 teachers um, doing daily devotionals. Um, we're the birthday, we're, we're the birthday celebration group. Uh, I just walk in once a month with a birthday cake for the teachers, and they think I'm pretty cool for that. Um, Dessal Middle School. These are things that God did in 2022 and allowed us to be a part. We saw FCA start at Dessal Middle School, first ever huddle to meet at FCA Middle School. We hosted the first ever see you at the pole on that campus. Huge. Guys, these things are huge. Um, we had church at Deutschenfest. Y'all remember that in September, October? 
when we stood out there that hot October day and uh, met people and had the opportunity uh, to make a lot of contacts, fields of faith. Um, we got to be a part of the fields of faith in Hutto, thanks to Joe and, and the invitation to come over there. And then we got to be a part of a way late in the year, kind of last minute thing, the way it all came together. But on December the 8th, had a fields of faith right over here across the street at the football field and had 60 students from Pflugerville come. And there was a time, there was a time for me, those kind of numbers would have been, they really would have been disappointing. But that was different cultures and climates that I came out of. But what God has done in 2022 is allow us, us, a church, to be a part of some change around this area. Some things have changed. And it's, it's good. And it's exciting. I, I can't, I really, I'm being serious. You know, last week I, I told y'all that, that were there with us, um, you know, we have nothing to be afraid of in 2023. And we camped last week on 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but a power, love, and self-discipline. And for us, as we go into 2023 individually, and then as a church, we don't have anything to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of. Because all we have to do, whenever we have doubts, whenever we have fears, and just like that song that we sang, and God is so good. Because Garrett and Ben and I did not plan anything out. I didn't call them and say, well, here's my message. Here's the verse. This is what we're going to talk about. What songs do you have? God just orchestrated a whole bunch of stuff this morning, and it's, it's really cool. But, you know, that last song we sang, you know, God is not finished. And we have nothing to fear as we move forward into 2023. So as we do that, I want to share with you what, what God has, has put on my heart for us as a church, for our word for the year, but it's actually a three-for-one special. And, and you'll, you'll get this as we go, and I think it's even already on the screen behind me, which is great. Our word for the year as a church is no. Not, Karen misunderstood me the other night when, she and the graphics department were working on, you know, some stuff. She thought I said our word for the year was no. That's not our word. It's got four letters, K-N-O-W. And out of, and it's what we're going to explore together, out of 1 John chapter 4 is where, where this has, has, has really bubbled for me because what I, what I want us, and, and this is, man, I'm, I'm not, I, I really don't know how to put it in words for you guys, uh, because I've watched you, us, as a church over the last year. And what's, what's been so much fun to watch, we first started coming together, September 12th, 2021. We first started coming together. There's some that aren't with us now, and then there's some that have joined since. We, we were just a group of people that came to a room and just kind of sat. We really didn't know each other. We really weren't comfortable with each other. We, we had to do like you have to do in any 
kind of relationship, and we'll, that's going to be part of our, our word, you got to get to know somebody before you can, some of us can, let our hair down. I had to, Damon. I had to. Yeah, it just, that, and that's not even in my notes. That's a free one. Man, that, that just walked right, that just walked right in there. Uh, yeah, but I love you, brother, and I'm glad you're here. Um, but, you know, we, we, what I have watched, us as a group, us as a church, us as a family, We've really grown together. And, and there's, there's some things really starting to mesh with us as a group that are really gaining strength. And we still, we still have some ways to go. We've still got to get to know each other a little bit deeper and grow a little bit more. This, this is a process. It's not, it's not an instant thing. But we're growing together, and, and Karen and I have talked about it so much back to December... 18th, I think it was, in that Christmas party that we had over in Hutto when Billy did some amazing games and y'all all brought some incredible food and I got to steal a great gift from Donnie that I lost later. But that night, man, to watch y'all that night, that's family. That was family. We were, we were having so much fun together like like we knew each other. And that's what I've seen for us as a church. So here's, here is where this idea of know comes from. And this, I, I, I want to I say it this way, this burden that I have for us as a church and this burden that I have for you guys, I want you, and this is the only way Dummies Texas Heath can explain this, I want you guys to get a fever. I want you guys to get a fever. Not health fever, but I want you to get a fever for Christ. And I want you to get a fever for our church, for our family. Not because we're trying to build a kingdom, but because we want people to know Jesus Christ. And we want them to know our community. And we want them to be a part of our family and if they're that crazy cousin, we'll kick them out and send them somewhere else later. But, but we want people to be a part of who we are and to find those connections that we're starting to sense and we're starting to know and that desire to be together. And I really do. I want it for you guys to be a fever. Like this, I can't get enough. Not just coming to church on Sunday morning. That's not what I'm talking about, but just this desire, this fever, this, man, I want, uh, and, and that word know, you know I'm going to have the definition for you, that relationship with our king. I want him, my desire for you, the fever that you catch is that relationship that you have with him today at the beginning of the year looks completely different when we get to December 31st at the end of the year because you have deepened your relationship with Christ because you've spent a lot of time with Christ because you've spent a lot of time growing and you are and this is this word is not 
This word doesn't describe what it means to know somebody in, in a deep sense, but it's, it's part of the growth process, but that you through the year become more and more familiar with Christ and who he is and what he's doing in your life. Because when you know Christ, when you know God and you're growing in that relationship, it's easier, not simple, but it's easier to see how he works. And it's easier to know peace through the junk when you know that your anchor is in Christ and in Christ alone. The junk doesn't weigh as much because you know somebody's helping you carry it and you know that you can give it to him. Let him carry it and not have the burden and the struggle because he is in control. And that, for me, that is... That is my desire for you and for us as a church this year that we just get this fever about our relationship with Christ. And it is just an overflow of who we are as people and it's an overflow of who we are as a church. And really and truly, because we say this, we say this to each other all the time, uh, about people looking at us and knowing something's different about us and even thinking something's wrong with us and asking us, well, what's wrong with you? Well, I believe in Jesus Christ. I want them to really I want them to really want to know what's wrong with you. You must be sick. I am. I got a fever for Jesus. And for people just to see and know that there's something about us that's different and something about us that is available for them as well it's, this is not something that we hold on to it, it's not it's not that special secret gift that we were given at christmas like the can of peanut brittle that my great aunt made me that i hide from my family because i want to eat it and i don't want to share that with anybody else and i'm actually being serious this, this relationship that we have with Christ, man, we don't need to put a lid on that and put it in the cabinet. It just, need, it just needs to be part of us and who we are. So let's go. I told you 1 John chapter 4. Let's read, um, let's read some verses there together. And then I want to give you three things because I told you this was a three-in-one deal. And the three things that I want to give you are the three words that for me have come out of the word no. And I'm going to connect them with us, for us, with our, our values as a church because they fit. But 1 John chapter 4, starting uh, in verse 7, it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does any let me start over, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. 
This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his sons as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit <clears throat> as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who confess that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And we're going to stop right there, because that's our... That's 16. I was, I was going to read a, a few more verses. But verse 16, our word for the year is no. Our verse for the year, 1 John 4, 16. And let's, let's read that again together. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. So let's, let's take this word, no, and let's, let's take that verse for just a second and look at it in relation to our values as a church. Because I've told you already first, my desire for you, the, the fever that I want you to get is for knowing him. I want you, and I want me to in a deeper way, I want you to know God. And that goes right along with our first value as a church, loving God, because everything begins and everything revolves around that first. And back to that definition, that idea of a relationship that develops through meeting and spending time with him. And we're adding to the word, just for, for thoughts right now, add, add I-N-G to know. Because I've already said this in a way, knowing or to know God is, is a process, a relationship that's developing and deepening. It's not static. To know kind of sounds like it's sitting still. I know Garrett. And it stops right there. But if I were to tell you, I know Garrett, but I'm getting to know Garrett, that says so much more because that's a relationship that's developing. And in our first value, loving God, we want, as a church, we want you and we want the people to know that come and, and join and connect with us that they can love God and that God loves them. And that's something that was repeated over and over in that text that we read. Uh, you know, we had that difficult word that we read in one of those Romans chapters a few weeks ago. And this, I think, actually says love more than that. Uh, and I don't know if you remember it or not, but I'm not going to say that word this morning. But God is love. 
Everything about God is love. And we can love him. And he loved us. And he actually loved us first. And he loved us so much that he sent everything for us. The sacrifice that his son made is everything. And he did that for us. And man, that, that just for the fever, that, that ought to light a spark in all of us. That really ought to be the fire that fuels who we are and fuels what we, what we do. And, you know, you can, think about, you can think about this in relationships with, with people. I always use this illustration in weddings, and if you've never seen this, uh, it won't make a lot of sense without being able to draw. But, you know, it's kind of like a triangle, and when you're building a relationship with somebody, there's a line between you. It's like you and them, and there's a line between you. And if you put God first in that relationship, above, it forms a triangle. And what happens in the relationship, as you grow closer to God and as that other person that you're with is growing closer to God, you're growing closer together. It's just the natural shape of a triangle. And, and you know, the relationships that we're developing with each other that I have seen develop, man, they can develop so much more when we're all chasing after God and we're all knowing God in that process of deepening that relationship with him and chasing hard after him first because of everything that he's done for us. Know him. Know him. That's my prayer for you this year, that you know him and that you're getting to know him. We should get to know him more every day of our lives. And our, our second, and, and that second derivative of this word, if you add an N to the end and then drop the K-N, you've got this word own. Is that, yeah, that's up there. I never, I, I need eyes in the back of my head so I know that what y'all are looking at sometimes. But part of, part of knowing God, loving God, is owning your faith, making your faith your own. And where that ties together in our values comes with loving people. A verse that I've shared with y'all so many times that for us as a church is, is key to our core. And it's always, it's always worth going back to these things and talking to these, about these things so that we're, we all continue to understand and grow together. But John 13, 34, and 35, the verses of Jesus himself to the disciples at the table that night before his crucifixion, he told them, I'm giving you a new command. Love each other. Three simple words. Love each other. Then he goes on to clarify for them. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. And your love for each other will prove to the world that you're my disciples, that you're my followers, that, that you believe in me, that you are, you are mine. So owning our faith, as we get to know him, and we're owning our faith, it, it leads us because of that, that fire and, and that fever that we have in, inside of us. It, it gives us the ability to love people. I don't know about y'all. I can only speak for Heath, but it is, it is impossible to love people without God, right? It's impossible 
to love people without God. Um, I, I, I won't say that it can't be done. But, man, God, because of how much he loves us, that love just comes out of us. And we're able, through God's eyes, through those lenses, we're able to see people. Think about this. Able to see people as God sees them. Because we know how he saw us. Because, you know, when it comes to people, we put a lot of definitions on people. Those people. I said that yesterday and corrected myself in front of Karen. Um, Because she holds me accountable on a lot of things. But we'll say that. Those people. They ought to. You know, Jesus made it really simple. Who's your neighbor? Everybody around us. But without him... And the strength that comes through his love, man, it's impossible. But we have such a better ability to love people because of the love that Christ gave us first. Back to the text that we just read, verse 11. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, talking about the sacrifice that Christ made, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. You know, you can't, you can't make those kind of things clearer than the words of Christ made them for us. You know, he, he commanded us to love our neighbor, but then he gives us the ability to do that. So as we own our faith and live our faith out through Christ, we're able to love people and our mission as a church to live a life of grace in such a way that it leads others to Christ or strengthens their relationship with Christ. Again, that, that fever that we have in ourselves that people just see and know and sense when they're with us that something is different and something's worth asking about. And then that brings us to the last the last derivative, that last three-in-one special for our word and our last value, of, and the word is known. Our value is serving both, loving God, loving people, serving both because we're making him known. Verse 19 in 1 John 4, which we didn't read, uh, but just to, to share it with you. We love each other because God loved us first, and that love comes out when we're serving the people around us and actively sharing the love of Christ with people in our direct community and then people outside of our direct community that we're hopefully, hopefully influencing with the love of Christ. 1 John 4.16, underline this, mark it, I hope you can memorize it with me. I am not there yet. I'm not going to lie to you. But together, I want us to know this verse as we're building, continuing to build our church and continuing to build our relationship with Christ and continuing to build our relationship with each other. 1 John 4, 16, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is 
love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And I so want you to be in us, to be the reflection of that last statement of the verse, that God lives in us. So know God. Own your faith. Make him known. Loving God. Loving people. Serving both. And our tagline for 2023, everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. Regardless of how bad our day is. Everywhere we go. And I hope and I pray that for you, this is a fever that just drives you crazy as you chase after God. So let's pray together. We're going to get Ben and Garrett to come back up, and we're, we're going to worship together again. Um, we're not on a time crunch this morning because we're going to have lunch right here in this room. So we're going to worship for a couple of more minutes or a few, whatever God allows us to do. And uh, I hope, pray, that God's already speaking to your heart. So, Father, this morning... Oh, God, what a, what, a, what a prayer it is. But, God, I, I pray for all of us that th this is, this is just this, this deep, burning desire, fever for each of us to chase hard after you, get to know you better, deepen our relationship with you. And so that others can come to know you as well. And God, remind us constantly, we have nothing to fear in you. And God, that you loved us first and you love us deeply. You're all that we need. And you're exactly what the world around us needs. And Father, that we need to get busy doing what you've given us instructions to do to love our neighbor God we look forward to the year and all that you have for us in Jesus name